On today's show, we share tips for investing for retirement, offer strategies to help prevent you from running out of money in retirement, and walk you through relatable retirement planning scenarios. You don't want to miss this one. Sports Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joining me today is Joseph Lanza. Uh, Joseph, of course, is a fiduciary. He's independent. He is a, uh, well, he works right alongside Eric Carney. Eric on um, uh, a secret mission again, I guess, right? Well, we'll just call that's it what right. it is. He's on vacation. Forget it. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got back, so we're all good. Um, so, uh, how's things? Good? Everything's going well. How about you, Steve? Very, very well, thanks. I like this segment. We're talking a lot about Warren Buffett and, and um, if, you know, because he is the, uh, the the god of of all things uh, investing, right? The the oracle of Omaha. The That's oracle correct. of Omaha, yeah. And uh, it's it's still odd that he's in Omaha. You know what I mean? I know, right? You think he'd be somewhere else at this point, you but uh, he's loyal to his home city. I guess he is, and and uh, of course we all know that uh, you know Warren Buffett is, has led the charge at uh, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, and and you know is a billionaire, and he's like ninety something, and. Right, uh, but but he's but he's learned a lot along the way, and the nice thing is, is he likes to share it. Let's let's set this first clip up and see what he's saying. You've got to be prepared when you buy a stock to have it go down fifty percent or more, and be comfortable with it as long as you're comfortable with the holding. And if you're going to if you're going to look at the price of the stock and think that you have to act because it's doing this or that, or somebody else tells you, well, I mean, you know, how can you stay with that when something else is going up or anything? You really, you've got to be in the right psychological position. And frankly, some people are not really careful. Some people are more subject to fear than than others. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's what investing is. So much of it is mental, the mental game, right? And taking the emotions out of investing because they're so strongly tied to that. You know, the research actually shows us that the pain of a loss is twice as intense as an equal size gain. So losing you know, $2 in the market hurts twice as much as gaining $2 in the market. And they've done research on this to show how it actually affects our brain. So we're wired to hurt a lot worse when we lose money, even if we're making the same amount of money on the flip side of things. Huh, interesting. And this is why I think working with an advisor is going to help take that emotion out of investing, right? Because when we're looking at it as a true money manager, when we're looking at a portfolio, when we're analyzing stocks that we want to maybe add into a portfolio, we're just looking at the data and facts, right? We're not mm -hmm. thinking about what so-and-so, you know, that works for the, you know, that has an opinion and says, well, I think this company is going to go great. Have you heard what so-and-so said about it? Have you heard what so-and-so did? We don't really care about that, right? That's all emotion. That's all speculation. I just want to see true data and facts, right? What evidence is it showing me that something is a good buy right now? Or if we're holding on to something that we thought was a good buy, maybe we're going through a little bit of a tumultuous time in the market. Well, then I want to see some you know, concrete evidence for well, why should we sell this right now? Right. And so, and there's a lot of people who have different risk tolerances. You know, some people can't handle big risk and it all depends on how they were brought up. How their parent, what you know, what values were their parents showing them? How did their parents invest as well? And if somebody hasn't been, you know, at the front line of investing for most of their career and they're getting into retirement, and now they're going, you know, full fledged into a stock portfolio, that could be a big jump for a lot of people, oh, sure. right? They're they're not used to having those swings in the market that, as we know, we're going to have. So having an advisor to actually, if you will, you know, almost hold your hand and say. This is going to be okay. Here's exactly what we're doing. Staying on the same page, maintaining good communication. Here's the investment strategy that we're aiming to achieve with this portfolio is going to help you during those times where maybe you want to sell out of the market, right? You want mm -hmm. to put everything into cash, which as we know, when we look over time, moving money into cash, a lot of those people never get back into the market exactly. and they're stuck on the sidelines and then the market starts taking off. And where are they? Sitting in cash, sitting in a savings account that's earning them 0.1% interest while the rest of the market is in a full 
full-fledged recovery mode. So you want to make sure that you're working with the right in investment advisor who's actually going to educate you, keep you on the same page, have good communication with you as you're investing to let you know exactly what your investment strategy is. Sure. And so let's continue with uh, with Warren Buffett. Uh, here's one he's talking about uh, well, what investing is all about. The only reason for making an investment and laying out money now is to get more money later on, right? That's that's what investing is all about. <laughs> well, that boy sums it up there as well as anybody could. Yeah, it's the end of today's show, folks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that's thanks. really we'll, what uh, all we'll investing is week. about, right? Yeah. <laughs> But I don't think people think enough about what the money that they're actually earning is for, right? They just, they're so focused on, I need to make more, I need to make more, I need to make more. But, but why? What are your true goals? Let's map out your goals. Let's see what this money's actually going to do for you. What are we using this money for? Maybe it's long-term care that we're actually planning for you and your spouse. Maybe you want to make sure that your spouse is going to be okay if something happens to you, especially if you're still in your working years and you're the breadwinner. You want to make sure that the other person is taken care of, that your family is taken care of. Maybe you want to see you know, certain goals that you have for retirement, purchasing a second, ho second home that you want to spend time at, traveling more, remodeling your kitchen. Figure out why you actually need to be earning that rate of return in your investment account, what the true purpose is of it, and that's going to help determine the actual placement of your investments as well. Sure. And uh, so as we were talking about this, so how, when when you're thinking about that, when he's saying, you know, hey, investing, it's just all about having more money on the backside. How do you how do you make sure people understand that you really are? Yes, there's risk involved, but there's also, you know, this is also a way for you to make money. Yeah, well, I think when we're talking about investing in, in broad terms, there's really two different types of risk that you're going to take, right? You have either capital risk or liquidity risk. And capital risk is obviously like investing in a stock. You know, you have the ability to, you can lose pretty much whatever you put into that stock. Does it happen often? Probably not. But the ability is there, right? You actually lose the principal that you could put in. Now, principal risk, on the other hand, is something like a CD, where you put money in, you know that you're not going to lose on that principal that you actually put in, but then there's a time frame for when you can actually take money out of that and have liquid reserves for that. So it kind of plays back and forth depending on what your need is, and that's how we start to assess your risk. How much risk can we take on the capital side, liquidity side? That's when we get into income planning, when you actually start needing income from your investments or money that you're actually going to touch, or is this a bucket that we can put to the side and say, this is for 10, 20, 30 years down the line? Sure. And by using the strategy, because we know we're not going to need to touch that for a while, it can grow to here. And we're planning to use that money for X, Y, and Z. And that's what financial planning really is all about. Sure it is. And and uh, so let's, uh, let's we've got another, uh, we've got another bit from, uh, another bit, we've got another clip from uh, Warren Buffett. Let's listen. The first rule on investment is don't lose. And the second rule on investment is don't forget the first rule. And that's all the rules there are. I mean, that uh, if you buy things for far below what they're worth and you buy a group of them, you basically don't lose money. Okay. Well, I mean, again, it's a broad I, you statement. Know, it, it is. But again, those two rules, I've heard that my whole life, I think, from Warren Buffett. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it, does he follow that perfectly? No. Probably no investor not. ever no. has, right? You're never going to win on all of them, right? And that's what, that's what investing is all about. And people can't really beat themselves up for that. And people also have to remember that, you know, they're not Warren Buffett themselves, right? Because you don't have the capital outlay that he has. You don't have the, the reserves that he has if, a, if an investment does not go according to plan. Well, Warren Buffett is a billionaire, right, and who lives extremely below his means, meaning that if he loses on an investment, he's going to be perfectly fine. But when you're dealing with somebody who's going through retirement and this is their nest egg, you have to be very careful about the actual investments that you're putting into that situation because they don't have an extra billion dollars lying around in case you know one of their investments doesn't go according to plan and now they need actual income for their retirement. So you know, take everything that people like Warren Buffett or some of these hedge fund managers say with a grain of salt because they're not in your exact situation. And of that's course. really a, a big difference between the two. Well, I mean, again, but his two rules are don't lose money and then don't forget rule number one. Um, how, how do you as an advisor help us understand that principle, that that thought process? Right. So, I mean, to say the rule number one being don't lose money and in you're investing in the stock market is mm -hmm. kind of silly, right? Because yeah. a big part of investing in the stock market is you're going to have ebbs and flows. Not every year is going to be golden. Not every year is going to be green. So you're definitely going to have those years where inevitably you're going to lose money. But it's all a part of the process, right? You're looking long term. You're looking for that long term positive rate of return. But take a year like 2022, right? I think it was 98 out of the 103 asset classes were down. 
You don't think Warren Buffett lost some money that year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he might have had some dividends coming in, but uh, he definitely lost some money on his overall portfolio. So you have to make sure you're looking at it at the right way. Sure. And uh, so we've got one more clip before we run out of time here from uh, our, our pal, the uh, Oracle of Omaha. And um, he's talking about uh, setting intentions for your money. The biggest mistakes I've made by far are mistakes of omission and not commission. It's the things I knew enough to do, they were within my circle of competence, and I was sucking my thumb. And that is really, those are the ones that hurt. Those are the big, big mistakes. Okay. That, I mean, again, what are your thoughts? What do you think? I mean, not taking action, right? That's the biggest sure. thing is people, right. that, people that know maybe there's a problem going on and they're not taking action or they know that they're maybe not in the, the best, they have a lot of financial potential, but they're not actually achieving that financial potential, but they're not doing anything about it. And so many people that we sit down with, they all, you know, often tell us, I wish I would have done, you know, sat down and saw you guys five years ago or 10 years ago and my situation would look completely different. So I could have got my whole retirement mapped out. And there's people that maybe they're even working with advisors now and they say, you know, I felt something was off, but I wanted to give it time, right? You know, I felt like I could have been doing better, but I just want to listen to that advisor and I wanted to see where things could go. And then seeing where things could go turns into one, two, three, four years that they're just waiting and seeing what could actually be done for them. But that's mm -hmm. a lot of missed opportunity cost. And the actual time that's on your side is going to be one of the most valuable assets you have when you're planning for retirement. And that's what we always tell people, just go get that second opinion. Have a second set of eyes, whether it's us or not. Have somebody else look at your current situation, make sure they're a fiduciary, make sure you're sitting down with the right person, but have somebody else say, yeah, you're, you're on the right track to, to achieve what you need to achieve, but you want to make sure you're actually taking action and understanding what you're doing. Omission, not commission. I kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it has a lot to do with life, right? I mean, that a lot of people does. a lot of people know that they should be making a change, but don't actually do it, right? How many people, you know, know that they should be going to the gym or eating healthier, but they don't actually end up doing it? There's a lot of different aspects because of our life. Because butter tastes too good. Right, That's yeah. Why. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's sweet treat after dinner. You don't want to miss that. But but a lot of times people are actually fully aware that something needs to be done, but it's their own you know, mental game that's keeping them from actually taking action. But a lot of people say once they eventually do, it's a great decision that they made. All right. Well, again, folks, if it's time for you to make that decision, now be the time to give Joseph a call. Come on in, sit down, and really have that conversation. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. 800-779-1942. It's a great opportunity for you to get a practical financial review. No cost, no obligation starts with a call 800-779-1942 800-779-1942 next up on wealthworks radio running out of money is every retiree's worst nightmare good news when we come back we'll outline some things you can do to help you avoid that fate and it's never too late to start Back on WealthWorks Radio with Joseph Lanza. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, having a fun show already today. Uh, Joseph, of course, independent fiduciary at Retirement Wealth. Uh, and again, uh, we're just it's just Joseph and me today. Eric, the big guy, he is uh, on a journey somewhere. That's right. Enjoying some well-deserved time off, right? <laughs> yeah, he'll be back in a short time. He'll be back. Of course he will. So, I mean, here you go, running out of money. Yep, that's everybody's worst nightmare. There's no question about it. And um, so what we're going to talk about in this segment, I think, are some things that, that we maybe should do, maybe we shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that we shouldn't do is uh, with, with, I know the roller coaster, you know, markets, and, and again, it's just such a rocket ride. Um don't take all your money out of stocks, though. That's that's a big mistake. Yeah, I mean, we're truly planning for somebody when they're getting into retirement, especially let's say somebody is 65 years old. 
we're looking to plan for them for the next 25 or 30 years in retirement. So while some may say, well, you know, my time frame is short now, I'm in retirement, right? I, I can't handle, you know, a, a little bit more risk that I'm taking. Well, when we're looking that we, we need these investments to last you 25 or 30 more years, and you also need income out of these investments. Well, a lot of times, those stock returns are going to be what is going to propel us to keep that money alive for those next 25 to 30 years. And this is where I think as a financial planner, we have this mindset, whereas an individual may say, you know, once they get to retirement, it's, well, what about next month? What about next? They're not thinking that 25 to 30 years in the future. And they see that now they don't have that paycheck coming into them every single year. And, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of the market becomes a lot more scary to them. But just like we talked about in, in the first segment there, we have to remove the emotions out of investing. And we have to see what you're doing, make sure that you're truly fit for your lifestyle, making sure that your investments can truly fulfill everything that you need in order to have a successful retirement. And a lot of times for a lot of individuals who are even still deeper into retirement, having a portion of the money still invested in the stock market to earn those higher rates of return is what's going to be most beneficial for them. 800-779-1942 is the number. So we're talking about things we want to avoid, maybe things that we want to do. Um, so, yeah, we don't want to take all of the money out of the market, but at the same time, we don't want to put too much into it. Yeah, it's like the exact opposite of yeah. this, right? I mean, again, I mean, how do we know? Yeah, I mean, as you, as you get you know, later on into retirement, the, the older you that you get, we do want to start reducing some of your market exposure, right? And depending on your situation, depending on how much income you have coming in, what your expenses are going to be, we're going to figure out that percentage for you of, okay, we're going to start to move some money out of the market. Or maybe we've had a great year in the market, and now we can pull some profit off of the table and reduce that market exposure from that. Maybe we're creating a new stream of income for you, but we're still want to maintain some level of having money uh, in the stock market. With inflation as high as it is, over time, the best way to fight inflation has always been the equity market. We want to make sure that your money is actually keeping up and has, still has that purchasing power as it did in the past. But as we get older, we do want to look to reduce that market exposure because a lot of times people don't need to be as aggressive anymore when you know they're 80 years old as they were when they were 50 years old. <laughs> exactly. But figuring out that percentage is all a part of building out that financial plan and figuring out, okay, and this year we're going to look to make these different moves for X, Y, and Z and maintaining that communication with that client and they understand the investment strategy moving forward. Well, one of the other things that we have to talk about is, uh, you know, longevity risk. And we talk about it all the time. And, and I don't think people take it as seriously as they should, because it, it truly can be a problem. Yeah. I mean, not too long ago, I actually sat down with a gentleman and we were going over the financial plan that I had put for, put together for him. And we normally run um, males anywhere between, you know, to 93 to 96. And it all depends on, oh, yeah. you know, the, the family and longevity, the health of, of the current client. And he looked at the plan and he was like, why do you have me living that long? And he's like, you could just run me to 80. And I kind of <laughs> chuckled and thought he was joking. He's like, no, seriously, just run me to 80. And I was like, look, I can run you to 80, but I'm going to build a separate plan because I'm not properly doing my job right if I literally, if I just run you to 80 years old, right? Yeah. There's a huge risk there. We always, whenever we're building out plans for people, we always want to be way more safe than sorry. It's just like the old saying goes. And longevity is a huge risk for people, especially with every single year, life expectancy getting longer and longer, especially for women. Women's life expectancy is even longer than men's. Their long-term care medical costs are going to be even greater than men. So we have to make sure that we're properly planning for this. And then you tack on inflation on top of that, and we could be running into to uh, a big mess for some people when they realize how much money they're actually going to have to be spending in those later years. Well, it is a bit of a delicate uh, process to to make sure that we've got enough money right now, that we've got money that's sort of cooking on the back burner when we get there. I mean, it's it's a difficult task. There's no question about it, which is where you come in because you're looking out for us. You're independent fiduciary. You've got a lot of experience. I mean, you know, you can, you've got the vision and you don't have the emotion. And I think that's important. Right. I mean, we're, we want to be proactive, not reactive, right? So whenever we see an opportunity in a client situation to possibly make a move or say, we're going to start to build out this bucket for yourself. So that way we're taking care of you down the line. That's where our clients really see a lot of our value is they say, you know, that's why I appreciate working with you guys because you are looking to make sure that I am okay 20, 30, 40 years down the line, not just focusing on, well, what's the best rate of return I can get this year? No, what strategies are we putting into place to actually make sure that this money is going to last you 
for the rest of your lifetime or achieve any goals that you may have for, you know, transition, transition of generational wealth where you're taking care of children or grandchildren or maybe leaving something substantial for your spouse, whatever it may be, we're proactively taking steps in that direction to make sure we're achieving those goals. And, and again, being proactive, that's so important. And, and one of the pieces of the puzzle that comes into play here is, is Social Security. And, uh, I, you know, if you think that that is the only thing that if that is the only thing you're going to have in retirement, you better think again. Yeah, I mean, so many people have that as their as their single source of income as well. Right. I think the survey is said that 94 uh, percent of retirees are citing that it's their primary source of income Holy in retirement. Cow. Which is, which is quite crazy, right? Especially with all the fears going on of if Social Security is even going to be there for you once you retire. Um, and a lot of times people, when they start to really look at what their budget truly is and what they're going to be getting from Social Security, they start to realize, I need more than this, right? And th that's where that there's a gap in between what they have coming in for them and what they truly need. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just on their basic living expenses. We like to use the hug analogy, right? Housing, utilities, gas, and grocery. Hug with two Gs there. Um, and there, that, that difference that people could have, this is where we could start to build out maybe a certain plan where we have a, a stream of income that's providing you that gap income, the difference between what you have coming in from Social Security and what you truly need just to give you those basic living expenses. Mm -hmm. And that way you know that you're at least covered for that for the rest of your life. And then we can have a separate bucket for, okay, now this is your, you know, a little bit more aggressive investments that any income that we receive from this is just going to be the icing on the cake on top of what we have on your basic living expenses, right? This is where the travel comes in. This is where the gifts to the grandchildren comes in. And that's what truly building out a strategy looks like is having those different buckets where you're saying, okay, we know that you're taking care of your basic needs are taken care of here, but now we have this account in order to achieve these goals. Sure. And one of the things that we can't, can't anticipate, but we've got a, we've got a, I guess, talk about it. And, and that is what if somebody, you know, if you're a couple, one or the other of you gets really, really sick, it, it happens. Yeah. And there's, there's a good chance that it's going to happen, right? Yeah, Especially right, if you're a couple, uh, more than likely one of you is going to run into some sort of long-term care event, right? We know Medicare isn't free, right? The premiums get pulled from our actual social security that we receive, but on top of that, any type of long-term care that's not covered by Medicare. So, and a lot of people want to be able to self-fund any type of long-term care event that they're going through instead of relying on some sort of you know, insurance provider to maybe provide them with a policy that's going to have a bunch of you know, different exclusions and, and rates in there that's going to change. They wanted, our clients want us to show them, okay, you can self-fund any type of long-term care event, meaning you can afford to have somebody come in and take care of you in the comfort of your own home. But when people are planning for retirement, a lot of times they're only focused on can I just make sure my cost of living is, is going to be okay from now until the rest of my retirement? But this is a huge curveball that once you throw into a lot of plans, you can see how detrimental it can be to some people's assets. Oh, of course it can. Yes. And folks, again, it's 800-779-1942. Um, you mentioned grandkids a minute ago, and I know that uh, as a grandfather who just spent uh, the, the better part of 10 days with my seven grandkids, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, it's easy to spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't realize how much they're actually spending on yeah, that either. Yeah, that's true. Right? Nobody actually sits down and budgets for that. Um, but the whole point of a financial plan is to, for us to be able to, it's not to, you know, put handcuffs on somebody and say, no, you're not allowed to spend that much anymore. Or, you know, you're not allowed to gift as much for Christmas anymore. You know, we're not bad guys when it comes to that. The whole point of a financial plan is to be able to tell you how much you can, right? Or right. let's plan for however much you're currently doing and just show you what that scenario currently looks like. You know, we're not in the business of telling people how to live their lives. We're in the business of just showing people what their lifestyle is going to look like for the rest of their lives and how they can achieve that possibly better. So we want to make sure that we're building out that financial plan so that way you're not spending too much on your grandchildren. Or maybe you could do more. Maybe there's certain things that you can do to achieve those other goals that you have. As Maybe it's funding college for them or funding a separate account for them to have their first down payment on their home, whatever that may be. We just want to make sure that we're properly planning for that, and that way you can afford it without actually affecting your retirement and your lifestyle. That's how you set up a plan, Joseph. Truly, it was a great description there. Let's uh, let's take a, we got to take a quick break, but so let's go ahead and remind folks uh, to to give us a call and come on in. Sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next ten callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. 
What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers to generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Fantastic. Folks, make that call today while you're thinking of it, 800-779-1942. It's a great opportunity for you to really review your individual circumstances with no cost, no obligation. You can find out how much risk you're actually taking. What about red flags that could be a potential problem for you? Let Joseph dig in and find out. Do you know how much you're paying in fees or commissions? Yes, that's something they can tell you as well. What about potential tax liabilities? And of course, a lifetime retirement income plan. If you want to take advantage of this complimentary review, all it takes is a phone call to get started. Make that call today, 800-779-1942. That's 800-779-1942. Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, we're covering some retirement planning case studies that may hit close to home for you. Stick around. are back on WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joseph Lanz is here. Joseph, independent fiduciary, retirement wealth. And uh, Eric is uh, Eric Carney, normally here, is uh, off on vacation. And we are tackling these case studies. Joseph, I love case studies. And I, I just find them so interesting. And, and, and I know from a technical standpoint, we can't really be specific. We can't use real people. We can't use real right. numbers. But we thought it might be interesting to just, just hypothetically take some numbers, put them down on paper, and, and walk us through the process of putting together a plan for these situations. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. It gives people kind of an inside scoop of what it may look like. Yeah, right. So let's start with this. Uh, here you go. Here's the background. Uh, hypothetical Mr. X worked in uh, marketing for decades. He's married. He's got two grown kids. His hobbies include golfing. And uh, what does he do? He goes to uh, Miami Dolphins games. Is that what he does? I think so. All right. And so, all right, let's break this down. How much does he have for retirement? So it looks like he has about uh, $1,236,000 for retirement currently. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, looks like he's about 67 years old, wants to retire at 70. His uh, annual salary is about $100,000 a year, and his contribution rate is 10%, meaning he's putting away 10% of his salary into mm -hmm. retirement accounts. Not clear clarification of you know exactly if it's an IRA account, if it's an individual account, so we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, estimated duration of retirement, so 20 years roughly. Um, when we're looking at planning, we might push this a little bit to more 25. If he's planning on retiring at okay. 70, we might run that to about 95. Mm -hmm. Also, a big point here is, that might be his age. We want to also look at what the spouse's age is. Sure. Um, Mrs. X, if you will. Right. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure if, she, if she's younger than him, we want to make sure that we're planning for longer years. Right. Or if something happens to Mr. X now, making sure that she's taken care of as well. Of course. Um, Social Security is not claimed yet. I'm assuming that uh, in this scenario, if I was just looking at this, um, Social Security would probably be claimed at 70 if that's when he's going to retire. So because he doesn't need the income until then, which mm -hmm. is great because then he'd be maxing out those benefits. Um, and if he's making $100,000 a year, I would you know, guesstimate that that's probably anywhere from three to $4,000 a month because it's going to be the max um, Social Security that you can get at age 70. Sure. Um, risk tolerance is low, not working with a financial professional. So, okay. So he I'll, should be because then, <clears throat> right. then he I mean, might right be able to get bat. there sooner. Yeah, exactly. We might be able to do something to retire him a little bit quicker, uh, building out different scenarios. And that's what really financial planning is all about that, right? So like you see here, desired age to retire is age 70. Mm -hmm. Whenever we sit down with somebody, uh, one of the key questions I always ask them if they're still working, especially is, well, when are you looking to retire? And let's say in this case, they say 70. Okay, well, when I build out that initial financial plan, I'll put 70 in there as the, as the retirement age. But if there is an overwhelming amount of assets, maybe or more than enough left over at the end of that plan, then I'll go back and say, well, let's, let's see what it looks like if you retire at 69, right? Obviously, that's going to reduce Social Security a little bit. You're going to need to pull an extra uh, year of income from your assets as well. It's also going to prevent you know growth on those assets if you're pulling money from them in that initial year, but it could be a possibility. And that's what financial planning is all about, is building out those different scenarios for individuals to figure out what fits best for them. Because some people have you know this age in their head that they have to retire at, in this case, like 70. This whole time that Mr. X has been working, he might have had that number in his head. But, sure. But why? 
right? Why do we have that number in your head? Is it just because that's the, the max social security you can take? What if you could, you know, still retire at 60, 69 and still live the same life that you're, you're living right now. And uh, looking at if his annual salary is a hundred thousand dollars, assuming Mrs. X doesn't work, his contribution rate is 10%. Then that's about $90,000 that they're receiving. If we just run that as their expenses, let's say, um, and social security is paying out as high as it is. So, and then if this Mrs. X is getting the spousal benefit, we're probably looking at roughly fifty-four to $72,000 of income a year from Social Security, which means we're probably going to only need to pull about 18000 to $36,000 out of the actual investment account. Wow. Um, so he does look like to be in pretty good shape at $1.2 million, huh? Right, exactly. So that rate – and now, of course, some things, some things that we're going to – want to of course add in there is inflation of right course. if they're you know family as well doesn't you know he says he has two grown kids but maybe we have some goals that we want to achieve for his family we also want to see what type of accounts are these you know retirement are these all retirement accounts ira accounts this is all going to be taxable because then that's a huge difference as well if we have to pull out you know thirty thousand dollars in the first year of his retirement in order to keep his lifestyle afloat well we're not re truly pulling out only thirty thousand dollars right we'd be pulling out almost 36,000 or, or more to withhold for taxes if that's an IRA account, which mm -hmm. makes a huge difference over time. So that's something else that we were going to want to look at. But overall, it does look like right now from a bird's eye view that this, you know, Mr. X is in good shape. All right. Fair enough. 800-779-1942 is the number if you'd like to have that kind of analysis done with you. And really, that's what we're talking about here, Joseph, isn't it? When when we put these scenarios together, these are the kinds of things that people come in and they, and they sit down with you and you begin to put the puzzle together. Right. I mean, although his name is Mr. X, this is these are real situations and real sure. things that we've seen, you know, on yeah. a day to day basis, people coming in and this is what their, their situation looks like. Um, so, you know, people out there listening, they may think that, well, I wonder what the, that person's retirement looks like or that person's retirement. Well, it doesn't ultimately matter what everybody else's retirement looks like. I think people often forget that they're in the same situation that a lot of people are in, right? They might feel lost or they might feel like nobody can really help them with their scenario because there might be something off about it. But We've seen a lot of different cases, um, and we've built out a lot of different financial plans, so we can definitely help a lot of people out there. All right, fair enough. And uh, all right, so let's go on. Here's another scenario that we've created. Uh, we'll say it's a physician, uh, Dr. S. Um, so Dr. Sam, we'll call him. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a physician who's worked hard to build a career over time. He's now divorced. He has three kids ranging from 18 to 32. He's got about 700000 saved for retirement at 61. What's next? Right. So it looks like uh, Dr. S is trying to retire at 65. Now, this is a this is the issue right here. His annual salary is about $249,000 right. a year. Contribution rate is at 5%. So what this tells me right off the bat is more than likely Dr. S is spending about $200,000 a year, right? We're obviously going to do a deep dive into their budget and their disposable income. But right off the bat, if their contribution rate is only 5% and they're making $249,000 a year, more than likely, they're going to be spending probably about two hundred grand. Mm -hmm. Now, if they want to retire in four years and they have seven hundred thousand dollars saved for retirement, and they're also only retiring at sixty-five, which let's say we pull Social Security at sixty-five, um, that's going to be a big difference and a big need that you have from that account that's currently valued at seven hundred thousand dollars. Right? Yeah. We're probably going to be looking to need to pull over a hundred thousand dollars a year out of there. Not going to last you long. Right. No, so sure this not. is a great scenario where somebody comes in and, and we're very transparent whenever we build these plans and say, you know, we'll build a plan according to what people want, but it will show them running out of money at a certain age. And I always build out that scenario to show them and say, well, if you're if you go down the path that you currently are going down or the path that you want to go down, here's what that looks like based on these variables. Now, the interesting thing is when we can kind of come in and say, now, let's push back that retirement age a year or two. Let's switch your let's increase your contribution rate. Let's do this. And then we can change that, build a different scenario and say, now, here's if you do this, this and this. Mm -hmm. Here's the difference that makes. Sure. And you can actually show people the amount of years that it adds to their retirement. Wow. And a lot of times people are blown away by that where they say, you're telling me if I just lower my expenses by this much and put away, you know, this much more for the next couple of years that, you know, this adds five years on my retirement or 10 years on my retirement. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that powerful. Right. It's like yeah. what we talked about before time, the compound interest. 
um, the opportunity cost that you have right now to make a change is huge. Sure it is. And um, and so there, Dr. S kind of, so he, sh I mean, one of the things that you said to maybe bounce up that contribution rate to a little better than 5%, huh? Right, right. And we have to look at the disposable income to see where that money is truly going. Sure. Um, but I would say if you're looking to retire in four years and you have 700 grand now and you're going to need 200 grand a year, you're probably headed for a little bit of a rude awakening. Okay. Um, and so, <laughs> but the good news is, is you're 61 and you're not 71 where you can't go back to work, right? right. You know, yeah, so you, you have time to actually make changes and, and change some things to your current situation. All right, we've got time for one more. Let's go. Here's Mr. Z. He's a construction landscaping manager. He's focused on saving for retirement now more than ever. After putting his kids through school, getting divorced, he realizes that he has set his retirement savings back over the years. Now he also understands that he needs to work for a few extra years to retire comfortably. Let's break it down, Joseph. Okay, so it looks like Mr. Z here is uh, has $200,000 of savings, his current age 56, looking to retire at 67, right. makes about $79,000 a year, puts away about 10% of that. Um, his risk tolerance is low. So this is a kind of a, something that stuck out to me as well, right? So we have 11, 11 years until his gold or desired retirement age. Sure. So that's a, that's a good amount of time yeah. when we're still in the accumulation phase. So we want to make sure that while somebody's risk tolerance might be low, and of course we're going to respect that, we still have to show them the difference of, okay, but if we just change this portfolio a little bit, maybe not make you so conservative because you still have 11 years until you retire, here's the difference that this can make on your overall retirement. And a lot of times that's a huge difference sure. just by maybe, like we talked about earlier in the show, increasing the portion that you have in those stock positions, um, increasing that, making sure that the risk tolerance and being too conservative a lot of times can sometimes actually throw somebody's plan completely out of whack because they're being too conservative during times when they shouldn't be, right? Especially when you have 11 years left. Right. Um, so that's something that we would definitely look at to maybe change the way that the investments are, are currently um, positioned. And then take a look at, you know, the contribution rate of 10% is pretty decent. We would want to take, you know, do a full budget and income plan for this individual. Obviously, it says here they're not working with a financial professional, which, right. you know, they obviously should be somebody well, yeah. that's going to give them that, that second set of eyes and that second opinion on something like the risk tolerance, right, to show them that difference. Sure. Well, again, I, I love these case studies. I think we're going to do these again sometime. And, and um, it's just an interesting thing to get your perspective on, on basically a blank slate. Here's what I've got. Tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people, like I said, they want it. They want to see maybe they're listening to this and they're thinking about their own situation. Right. They can relate to some of these folks. Um, and that's it, a great way to actually kind of get to start thinking about your own situation, your own scenarios and changes that you could possibly make. You got it. In fact, let's go ahead and invite folks to call one more time and uh, and really fill up that calendar. There's a few spots left, folks. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in, in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out, your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000. We'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Sounds fantastic. Really, that's our goal here at the show is to kind of help make you help you make the best decisions for you. So if you've got questions about what we're talking about here today, how it might apply in your own situation, give us a call, 800-779-1942. That's 800-779-1942. we got to take a quick break. We're coming right back, though. We've got more on WealthWorks Radio right after this. Welcome back, everyone. Segment four on WealthWorks Radio, and that means it's questions from listeners. We've got Eric Carney here, Joseph Lanza uh, of uh, Retirement Wealth, uh, independent fiduciary advisors. Uh, Eric, of course, president of Retirement Wealth. And, uh, you know, you can visit the website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. And also you can go to 
well, Apple or Google, anywhere that you get a podcast, you can find this very show. Eric, do you know that you've, uh, we're over uh, 200, I think, 30 some shows uh, that are, that's uh, part of your podcast? Wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, I like it. It's, um, and again, it's a great, I mean, think of it as a sort of an encyclopedia. Yeah, we've actually had clients call from California, Texas. We have one calling from Hawaii right now who have listened to the podcast and who have called in um, this uh, coming Monday. I actually have a, a appointment with a gentleman from California who's been listening to quite a few. So wow. it's been interesting how, you know, how, how far out it really gets. Sure. Uh, it's been pretty cool. Well, this weekend will be number 205. Wow. So there you okay. Go. So there you go. All right. Um, let's go ahead and jump into some questions here. We've got some good ones this week. Uh, Gary is in Bonita Springs, and he says, I'm at my wit's end with my current employer, and I'm not sure how long I can keep working for these boneheads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 60 years old, planning to retire in a couple of years anyway. Would it be foolish to just walk away now? How do I know if I have enough money to be okay? Take this job and shove yep. it. Johnny paycheck action right there. No more. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I mean, you know, what's funny is we get this call all the time. I mean, there's been a lot of times where we've had to talk people off that ledge. Um, uh, we had a uh, uh, executive from, oh, yeah, I can say it because she's not there anymore, Xerox. And, uh, I mean, it was like, you know, we had to pay down some debt. Um, and we had to work on a few things. Her daughter was getting married and we just had to work on a few things. And I'm like, ah, Mike, come on. You got to give me six more months, six more months. And your plan is perfect. Right. And she's like, okay. And so anyways, we, we, we ended up creating a way for her to get along with her boss. Uh, it was basically implementing sustainability. And so, you know, the biggest thing for, for you, Gary, is to really get a financial plan done and see what it looks like, because maybe you can leave these boneheads and then go <laughs> do something part time, you know, that you actually enjoy and still make a little bit of money. I mean, healthcare, um, you know, you're 60 years old, you have five years till Medicare. So a lot of times it is healthcare that you know, you want, you want to be concerned about. So let's get the financial plan done, see what that looks like, uh, maybe get you some healthcare alternatives, and then go from there. Hey, give us a call, Gary, 800-779-1942. On we go, Ed in Englewood. He says, what are the reasons that would make it a good idea for me to have a trust? A friend says it's one way to minimize taxes. I'm just confused, and it seems like a big decision. Would appreciate your thoughts. Yeah, so the easiest way to look at it is trusts are separate entities um, from yourself in the eyes of the government. That's the best way to look at it and differentiate. So when there's an asset that was yours and then you put it in the trust, in their eyes, that is no longer owned by you. It's actually owned by the trust. So a lot of times it's used for legal purposes of what assets are in your name as opposed to the trust name. And trusts are still taxed. So don't think that anything in a trust is like a Roth where it's just tax free. Um, but people sometimes move um, income producing assets into trusts, or a lot of times they're even used to make sure that their generational wishes for assets to, that are you know being given to the next generation actually come true because you can write those in the trust bylaws on how that account is going to react once you're gone. So do you guys work with the estate planning attorneys? Yeah, we do work with a couple estate planning attorneys just because it is so relevant in somebody's financial plan. Right. And planning for that generational wealth transfer is extremely important. And you want to make sure that that's done in the most tax efficient way possible, that it's done in the, the smoothest way for that next generation. And that sometimes a lot of, you know, the wishes that some of these parents have for their children, it, it varies. Some people don't want their kids getting lump sums of money. Some of them want to fund some type of pension for their kids. There's a lot of different things you can do. So we do work with some great um, estate planners in the area that put that in place for everybody. That's nice. I mean, it's good that, that I don't have to go find out, find somebody on my own if I'm working with you guys. Yeah. And we try to have good communication with whoever is, is that we're working with in whatever area that is. Sure. 800-779-1942. Ed, there you go. Uh, Millie in Marco. 
she says, what is the advantage of using the one-time IRA to HSA rollover versus a withdrawal from your IRA, that's a taxable event, and then contributing the same amount, reducing taxes, into your HSA? Uh, this one just seems complicated to me. I, I, I've never heard of that. I, I'm guessing you guys have. Yeah, so really, it is, it's a, it's a lot less complicated than it needs to be, right? It's just saying, what's why would I pull it out of my IRA and then put it into my HSA if, instead of just doing an IRA to HSA rollover? Um, because when you take it out of your IRA, taxable event, obviously, and then when you're putting it back in, it's kind of like vice versa. You know, you're not getting a deduction at all right. because you're, you're taking it out as tax, but then you're getting the same exact deduction. So really, people do this. They roll it over to the IRA to the HSA sometimes at the beginning of the year because it loads your HSA immediately for medical expenses that you get to use on that tax-free basis. And the really, I think it's less of a hassle to do that rollover than if you were to actually go about pulling that out of your IRA and then contributing it to your HSA mm -hmm. and saying, hey, I pulled this much out, but contributed this much here. Sure. So with the HSA, that really seems to be uh, something growing in popularity. Not that it hasn't been popular, but with so many of us on high deductible plans, that really is something that, that I'm guessing you guys have a pr pretty good handle on. Well, this might work for Gary, who was in the first question with oh, his okay. bonehead boss. So, All right. You know, I mean, this could be a way actually that he could fund health care, you know, out of his IRA. So, All I right. mean, there's a lot of things that we could look at. All right. Well, there you go, Millie. Let's uh, give us a call, 800-779-1942. Let's keep going here. Uh, Howard is in Fort Myers. He says, I'm 29 years old. I have a good job earning decent money. I was shocked to learn that when I turn 30, I'll inherit $250,000 cash and two mortgages worth forty dollars and $50,000, making me 8% interest. I have no outstanding debt. All my bills are paid. What should I do? What could I do with the, with this money? Well, at 29, plenty. Yeah, plenty. I mean, there's a lot of different options. But again, you know, you want to take a look at your age, what opportunities you have, and your time frame. So again, it's, you know, a lot of times, it's a lot of money. I will say this. It's a lot of money. But it's also a very long time frame. Like you have a very long life ahead of you. You know, there's a good chance that you could live another 60 years. So, again, you want to make sure that you're doing something that will benefit you now, five years, 10 years, 20 years, but also in 50 and 60 years. So, again, that's where you want to come in and do a plan based on your needs right now. Sure. 800-779-1942. That's the number to call. And uh, so, again, just kind of reviewing, we, you, you covered some serious ground here when it comes to the, the bank failure and how, how really what it's an event that we need to be aware of, but it isn't necessarily going to impact us in a negative way. No, and the interesting thing is, is that people just get, you know, drawn to the news. And the news kind of, I think the news really messed this up too. Look, it was a completely different kind of bank than your typical bank. Um, it was a venture capital bank. It was a crypto bank. There's a lot of things that were dysfunctional about this bank. Now, you know, um, if, if things had gone their way, it would be okay, but things didn't go their way. Um, and so all of a sudden it just blew up. But I mean, it kind of, in a lot of ways, it was a recipe for disaster to begin with. Um, so again, it should not be wreaking havoc. It should not have a ripple effect in your portfolio. And if it does, maybe you really need to rethink your positions. So again, pay attention to the toxicity that's in your portfolio. Pay attention to the, do you have the ability to recover in your portfolio and how are you going to do that? Right. And so, again, the average person who has just spent, you know, their career, they're saving money, they've, you know, they've accumulated a fair amount of money. Quite frankly, I'm not sure I want to I want to think about it a lot, um, which is why I want to work with you. That's exactly right. There's a lot of people that come into us and they say, Eric, I'm tired of, of worrying about my money. I want to give this to you. Now, what we have to give them back in return, Steve, is accountability and transparency. That's what most people are missing out there. They don't really understand what their advisor is doing or what their advisor is not doing. And so these are the things that we really need to focus on. And that's something that, you know, if I come in for a second opinion or just that review, those are the kinds of things that you can target in my portfolio and, and say this, we could probably do this better. Yeah, a lot of times I just ask a simple question, you know, what are you looking for? And, you know, and, and then there's a lot of times where people will sit back in the chair and they're just like, they let out a big sigh and they're just like, I need so many things that I've never had, you know, and, and a lot of it is service, communication, a financial plan and income plan strategies. You know, they want to understand where they're going. What, what, what does my future look like? 
What is my positive forward progression? What is the plan for that? So there's a lot of things that people want that they're just not having. And again, the past year and a half has been difficult for a lot of clients and has not been easy. So they're looking for a change and they're they're looking for somebody to really uh, take care of this for them. Sure. And and again, those are the kinds of things that you do day in, day out. You've got a great team there, Eric. And and uh, I know Joseph is a key part of that team, but uh, you guys just really are a voice of calm and a voice of reason through all of this. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, like I said, you know, when, when these banks collapsed and, and people were calling and emailing, hey, does this, does this have anything to do with my accounts or anything to do with me? And I'm like, no, not at all. I mean, it's like I said, it was a, it was one bad day in the market, and then all of a sudden, you know, everything pretty much bounced back. Now there might be other banks that come along, and there might be other failures that come along, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's so massive. I mean, like I said, we said in the beginning of the show, look how many banks have failed over the past ten and fifteen years, lots, lots. and so it's not going to be the last one that ever fails either. So again, it's not that big of a deal. It happens on a regular basis, right? And and again, on that note, let's go ahead and call it a show. This has been a fascinating show today, guys. Let's give folks one more chance to call us. Sure, Steve. Hey, everybody out there. Thank you for listening so much. And again, we always appreciate the positive feedback. If you feel like you're out there in a financial no man's land or you're really looking for a second opinion, give us a call today. We're going to take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you saved over $500,000 for retirement, this is a great opportunity for you. Let's run a financial plan for you. Let's run all the reports for you, the fee report, a Morningstar report, a tax analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where this financial plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio and again, without any obligation. If you're interested in your very own income plan, give us a call and we'll show you ways to turbocharge that retirement income. Give us a call today. We're going to take the next five callers. It's fully complimentary. We're standing by. Give us a call today. Make that call while you're thinking of it, folks. It's 800-779-1942. You'll get the comprehensive financial review that Eric just talked about. And then you walk out with a roadmap to help get you to where you need to be as it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Eric, Joseph, always a pleasure. That's my favorite hour of the week. It goes by so quick. And again, great insight today. Gentlemen, again, thank you so much for a great show. Everybody out there, thank you again for listening. Remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Have a great week and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity products guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.